Fire Nation, JLD coming at you from Hurricane Center. That is right. Here I am in Puerto Rico as Hurricane Irma is raging all around. Have no fear, though. Kate is safe in San Diego. So uh, there's only one side of this conversation that's getting hammered by a hurricane right now. So, uh, Kate, I kind of feel like that scene from the Titanic when those people are playing the musical instruments as the ship's going down. Is that is that a good analogy? Come on. Come <laughs> on. You know that I am more worried than anyone in this world about you right now. I know. And, and I will say, luckily, we woke up this morning and the eye of the hurricane has pushed decently north from where it was going, which was uh, right in the path of where we live. So we're definitely getting some heavy, heavy rains and some heavy, heavy wind right now, but nothing like we were expecting over the past couple days. So uh, we're going to get hammered with uh, her uh, hurricane winds and we'll see what happens, but it's looking pretty good so far, Fire Nation, but nothing Nothing is going to stop us from delivering the income report to you, our faithful Fire Nation listeners. And of course, we'll keep you updated on social media with everything that's been going on with the storm. I've taken some um, before videos and pictures, and I'll take some after uh, pictures, which um, who knows, may or may not look a lot different depending on what happens with the storm today. But hey, it's early September right now of 2017, so we're doing our August income report where our gross income for the month was $237,000. Our total expenses were a tad over 67K, bringing our net profit to $169,531, which is a $32,000 increase from the month of July. And uh, I'm pretty fired up because we have Kate, we have Josh on the line today. And as always, we like to start with Josh Bowerly's monthly tax tip because he is literally and figuratively the CPA on fire. So Josh, take it away, brother. What do you have for us? All right, John. This month, we're going to talk about something that comes up a lot in the tax world. And it's not necessarily specifically tied to entrepreneurs or business owners. Uh, This hits everybody. hits all taxpayers. And what we're going to talk about is deducting medical expenses. And I get questions on this all the time because, number one, it's very confusing on what you can and can't deduct. And number two, it's confusing even on how you can deduct it. All right. So let's go over it by step by step. The first thing we're going to talk about is what you potentially can deduct when it comes to healthcare costs, right? Because it's not just anything that you consider healthcare related, right? So things like vitamins and supplements probably are not going to be deductible. What are deductible is what the IRS calls qualified medical expenses. And essentially what that's going to come down to is medical related costs paid to doctors, dentists, surgeons, hospitals, chiropractors, and any other official medical person. Okay, so I get people try to sneak stuff through like supplements, like vitamins, things that a doctor doesn't necessarily say that they need. The IRS is going to limit this to actual specific medical costs, and they're mostly going to rely on qualified doctors on what those are. Okay, if you go to the income report posted online, I have a link there that the IRS breaks it down further, what is and is not approved for qualified medical expenses, but it's essentially going to come down to those actual doctor, dentist, surgeon, hospital, chiropractor expenses. Okay, the next question is, how do we actually deduct it? And the first thing you have to understand here is in order to deduct medical expenses, you have to itemize. And we can get pretty deep into the woods here going over this. It can get pretty confusing. But the basic thing here is everyone has two options when it comes to a deduction on their tax return. They can get the IRS standard deduction that they give each year. If you are single, this is $6,350. If you're married, it's $12,700. That's a deduction the IRS automatically gives to everybody. All right. But they also give you the option to beat that deduction with what they call itemized deductions. And there's several different things that itemized deductions consist of. But the main ones are mortgage interest, property taxes, state taxes, charitable contributions and medical expenses. Okay, so in order to take those medical expenses, you have to itemize your deductions. So if you add up all of those expenses and they come out to more than your standard deduction, which is again $6,350 if you're single, $12,700 if you're married. If your itemized deductions come out to more than that, you take the itemized deduction. 
In that case, if medical expenses are a part of that, you get to deduct your medical expenses that year. Now, for most people, I'll tell you, if you don't own a home or if you don't live in a state that has taxes and you have a high amount of state taxes, chances are you're not going to itemize. Right? The majority of people that itemize get there with their home mortgage interest and property taxes and possibly state taxes. Right? Everyone else, you're, there's a good chance you're going to be better off taking the standard deduction. And unfortunately, in that case, it means you're not getting to take your medical expenses. There's a second limitation here that reduces the impact of medical expenses a little further. And I know it sounds like I'm giving nothing but bad news here, but I got to give you the truth. There is what they call a 10% reduction, 10% of your adjusted gross income reduction in medical expenses. All right. So you may be saying, awesome. I have mortgage interest. I have property taxes. I'm going to get to itemize. I get to take all my medical expenses. Fantastic. All right. Potentially not the case because the IRS also jumps in and says, okay, great, you you itemize, you potentially can take those medical expenses, but we're going to reduce them by 10% of your adjusted gross income. So essentially what this means is if you made $100,000 at your job or your business last year, they're going to wipe out the first $10,000 of those medical expenses. Okay, so even if you itemize, if you had $11,000 in medical expenses, then you will only get to take $1,000 deduction in that scenario. Okay, $11,000, they wipe out the first 10, you get to take the remaining $1,000 deduction. So this is just a huge, huge hit on the ability to take medical expenses, especially for people with high income. Okay, so basically, unless you have a very low income or a very, very high amount of medical expenses, chances are you won't be deducting medical expenses, even if you itemize. Right, so unfortunately, it's a, it's a horrible limitation. It's something that I don't know the purpose of it for the IRS. I don't know why they make it so hard to take medical expenses. I wish I could give you a good answer there. But the IRS does what they want to do. I'm sure they have a reason for it. The unfortunate truth is, number one, you have to itemize in order to take medical expenses. And number two, even if you do itemize, you get that 10% limitation. Okay, so think of how much money you make, take 10% of that, and that much of your medical expenses is wiped out. I know it's a bummer. I know you probably had doctors or hospitals saying, oh, don't worry about our bill, it's deductible on your tax return, and you're finding out right now that's not entirely true. It's bad news, but at least now you know the truth, and you know to plan ahead of time that that's probably not going to get you much of a tax deduction. The good news here is there is a little bit of relief for business owners. And that's what we're going to go over next month. The options that you have as a business owner to potentially deduct a little bit more of those medical expenses. All right. So make sure you stay tuned next month. I'm going to give you a few tips on turning these medical expenses that are mostly non-deductible into partially or maybe even fully deductible. As always, you can reach out to us directly by email, josh at cpmfire.com. Check out our website, cpmfire.com. And of course, as always, we have that free course for Fire Nation. We're going to teach you how to determine the proper business entity for you, which again is, is one of, I think, one of the most important things in taxes. They can find that at cpmfire.com slash Fire Nation. Talk to you next month. Josh, as always, value bombs were dropped. Thanks for that, my man. And Fire Nation, of course, as Josh mentioned, head over to his website, cpaonfire.com. Email josh at cpaonfire.com. Anytime with any questions on accounting, on taxes, whatever it might be, he is your man. Now, you heard Kate's voice just a little bit at the beginning, but I want to bring her right back on because... You know, Podcast Moomus, the biggest podcasting conference in the world, and we've been at all four now. And, you know, I've been a pretty featured individual throughout the first three. Like, I was a keynote for one of them. I've given multiple talks at every one of them, and I've done all the things. But I will say Podcast Movement 4, if you had to anoint an MVP of that conference, it would no doubt, and I mean no doubt, of everybody in attendance for the speakers, it would be Kate Lynn Erickson. So I want to pass the mic over to Kate to share what went down at Podcast Movement, what we as Entrepreneur on Fire brought to the table, as Podcasters Paradise brought to the table, as Podcast Websites brought to the table, and we had a lot of fun. So Kate, what's going on, girl? 
Uh, thanks for naming me MVP of the event. Yeah. Podcast movement was definitely super crazy this year. So much going on. It was exciting that it was their fourth year because, John, like you said, we've been there every single year. So it's been really great to see the progression of the event. Um, year one, I think, I don't know, maybe like 300 or 400 people were there. Here in year four, I believe there were 1,600 people there. So that's some pretty awesome growth year over year. Um, and I just love this conference so much because unlike those conferences where, I mean, all conferences are great. Don't get me wrong. Um, well, most conferences are great. But, you know, those conferences where it's like for online entrepreneurs or for social media people, um, podcasting kind of seems to have like this little niche niche. <laughs> we argued that in our workshop many, many times. Um, but th it kind of has like this feel to it where everybody's just so super passionate about being behind the microphone. And I don't know, it just has a different vibe. So John, like you said, we love podcast movement so much. And you and I were definitely more involved this year than we ever have been before. Um, and I think that was in large part due to the workshop that we agreed to do the day before podcast movement. Um, so John and I hosted a workshop called From Idea to Launch and Beyond. We had 60 people in the house, which was amazing. That was a, a sold out house for the room that we were in. And we were very lucky to have five workshop leaders who helped us throughout the eight hours of content that we had to deliver, which was great, too, because it kind of helped us. Um, would you say even out the workload, John? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really great. It was it was a lot to take on before the conference even started because John, you were basically the opening act with Amy Porterfield and Pat Flynn. Um, I also had a solo talk and then I was moderator of a panel as well. So every day of the conference, you know, there was something pretty big going on um, for both of us. We had the Podcasters Paradise Meetup, so much amazing stuff. But I do want to definitely give a shout out to our workshop leaders who helped us throughout the day. It was really great to have different perspectives from people who are on uh, different, who are in different areas of their journey right now with their podcasts. Um, I think that was really helpful for the workshop attendees because instead of just hearing from you and I, John, they were able to hear from people who, you know, have been podcasting for one year, two years, three years, and who are all monetizing in very different ways, who have all grown their podcasts in very different ways, and who each have kind of like their own little specialty within their podcasting niche that they have themselves. Um, we had Alyssa Dare Nelson. Her site is Dare to Succeed. We had Jody Flynn from Women Taking the Lead. Carla Morado from the Wedding Planning Podcast. Vanessa Martin from the Pregnancy Podcast. And Nick Loper from Side Hustle Nation. So each of them were definitely able to bring their own unique spin. We had it set up in four different phases. So within each of those phases, the workshop attendees heard from at least three of us on uh, different sections of that. So it was really cool to have an entire day where we just walked through literally what to do from idea to launch. And then, you know, we uh, touched in the very last section about growth and monetization, um, which I think was a great way to wrap up the day. John, what were like some of your uh, like exciting moments from the workshop or how, how do you feel it went? So I just loved the intimate atmosphere of the workshop. I mean, it was a nice, cozy room. Like you mentioned, there were 60 people, and that was absolute capacity. I mean, there was no empty chairs in the room. We actually um, had to bring 10 chairs in because it was initially for 50 people only, but then we had such, such a long wait list that we bumped that up to 60 people last minute. So it was just a full house. Everybody was there. They were engaged. Their laptops were out. Their notepads were open. They were taking notes. They were asking questions. They were engaged. And I could just see like as every panel kept kind of building on top of itself, because you did such a great job, Kate, with the flow, that there was just this light of understanding that was coming to all of their eyes. Because for the most part, it was a very beginner room. So they were really there because they wanted to learn the basics about podcasting. So Kate did a great job of starting at the very beginning of point A and then walking everybody through to the process of what it looked like to have a functioning podcast that was actually generating 
revenue, listens, growth, all of these things that are so important to having a podcast that's you know doing what you want it to do in this world, reaching a lot of people, spreading your message, your voice, your mission to the world, but again, you getting a return on that investment of your time and your energy in the form of revenue so that you can keep putting out your message to this world. So to me, it was just kind of this nice full day of morning to late afternoon slash early evening of a group of 60 engaged podcasters and future podcasters that were just kind of having these aha moments happening, fully engaged, asking great questions, making things happen. And it was just a cool environment from A to Z. And just want to say, Kate, again, great job. I mean, you were in charge of that. You set up the format. And as one of the panelists, uh, you know, we just executed. That's all we did. And it was pretty easy. Aw, thank you. That was a it was a fun workshop to put together. It was a ton of work. I spent a lot of time putting together the uh, curriculum, if you will, which is so crazy. You know, it's not often that we really put ourselves in the position where we think um, Fire Nation. I don't know if I've said this on an income report before or not, but I've certainly talked about it on my podcast, Kate's Take, before that um, my dream when I uh, finished grad school was to be a college professor. I was really inspired by a lot of my college professors who I point to that really got me kind of like, okay, it's time to, it's time to start life. It's time to grow up. And those were, you know, really critical points on my life journey. Um, and I looked to them and I thought, you know, I want to do that for people too. I want to kind of get people thinking like, wow, there's like another chapter in my life about to start. Like it's time to step up my game right now. And I really wanted to be that for people. And so when I tried to pursue that dream of becoming a college professor, it was back in 2008. And in California, if you're familiar and in many other places across the United States, that was um, what I like to refer to as pink slip nation. Like, I mean, teachers everywhere were being laid off because there are so many budget cuts. It was really, really sad to see. Um, and it also made it nearly impossible for me to try to get into that field. But now, I mean, you look at a day like this where we did this all day workshop and it was, you know, in so many ways, like me living out that dream just in a very different way. So you never know where your path is going to take you. But you know, if you trust the process, if you continue taking that step forward, if you continue taking risks, I mean, never in a million years, if you would have asked me back in 2008, when I was trying to go for that college professor position, that I would be, you know, working with John Lee, running our business together and being able to do this type of teaching and, and spread a message and inspire people and share this and in a very different way kind of get people onto the next chapter in their life um, is really incredible. So, you know, hopefully you'll stop to think about that. You know, you might not be exactly where you thought you would be 10 years ago, however many years ago, but um, it's, it's pretty cool to see that maybe you're really not that far off that path. It's just in a very different way. Fire Nation, that's such a powerful story, and I really hope you resonate with that because it's so true, and I see so often a failure with entrepreneurs is that they think they need to see the whole staircase before they even take that first step. Like Kate thought she had to see that whole staircase back in the day about all the way from grad school to being a professor somewhere. And then, you know, one little derailing can derail someone's entire life. And, you know, number one, that's just not how the world is these days. And number two, the Martin Luther King quote that I love to quote as often as possible is, you don't have to see that whole staircase to take that first step. In fact, now I would even change that to say, you're never going to see that whole staircase because the world is changing so quickly, so fast. Take that first step. See what happens. See what clouds part. See what opportunities arise. Then you're going to have a step in front of you. You're going to have one to the left, to the right, and make a decision about what that next step is and just take one step at a time. That's what Kate's done since April of 2013. And look where she is now. And, you know, this is, you know, coming up on our fifth year anniversary for Entrepreneurs on Fire. And it's just crazy what just us taking one step at a time has created. So what I think I'm going to do now, Kate, is I'm just going to kind of go on a little uh, quick verbal rant on the rest of podcast movements. And then I'll have you kind of pick up the pieces afterwards, all the things that I missed, and you kind of tie it up with a nice bow. Does that sound good? (laughs) 
<laughs> Sounds good. So after we crushed that amazing workshop, there were some cool things that happened that evening. Number one, we had a podcasters paradise meetup, which was a ton of fun. You know, hundreds of paradisers where we treated them to a drink and we brought shirts to pass out to everybody. And it's just so fun to see people, you know, that we see in the the forums and the Facebook groups and the message boards and all these things in person, you know, and this is just kind of our big meetup that we have every single year. Then after that, uh, Kate and I ducked into the messengers where we were featured in the podcasting documentary that is again called the messengers. And that was cool to see on the big screen where they came down to Puerto Rico to film us at our home. So that was just a ton of fun. Uh, then we went to the podcast websites meetup, our other business where we've been running since 2014. We're coming up. Uh, we actually, we passed our three year anniversary on that business, which is crazy as well. And it was just cool to see Mark Asquith who flew over from London and our whole team was there from Ramona to Kieran to Mark to myself. It was just a blast hanging out at uh, the bowling alley. We had it, we held it at a bowling alley and had a ton of bo- uh, podcast website members with foods and with drinks. And we actually partnered up with a Weber that great uh, email service provider to make things happen. So that was a, a really cool party. Then we continued moving forward and um, just kind of closed the night strong with uh, a nice little, uh, uh, I would say, late evening drink. And by drink, I mean, you know, this is me not drinking currently because I'm on my um, no drinking session right now with my 28-day protocol. But there I was uh, saying goodnight to people at the hotel bar late on that very first night, getting ready for the morning, the next morning, which, again, started bright and early with myself Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield opening up the conference. I'll call us the opening keynote because we were the first people on stage and we just had a blast and we just gave a great presentation on um, just different things we wanted to focus on. Each one of us were able to choose a topic. So Amy uh, chose batching, Pat chose best and worst interviews, and I chose funnels. And I thought that was uh, something that was really fun for all of us to choose one topic and then to talk about that topic specifically. So definitely had a lot of fun during that session. Then as it continued to move forward, um, you know, we just continued to have a great day um, where the actual opening keynote happened with Dan Carlin and Andrew Warner. Um, we were able to sneak in a quick lunch with Pat Flynn and with Andrew Warner, um, with Chris Gillibo, with Michael Stelzer and Amy Porterfield, some of my close friends that are influencers that I don't get to see very often because I no longer live on the West Coast in San Diego where most of them are. So that was a blast. And then, you know, just continuing to move forward. I mean, it was just a, a great conference where we continue to, to be able to attend great sessions, be a part of great sessions. You know, Kate gave another solo talk. Then she actually gave another uh, presentation, which was just insane, where she was part of a panel. Uh, she actually led the panel. So, you know, as you can see, like Kate was the MVP of this conference in every way, shape, and form. Um, so she was just everywhere doing everything. Not to mention, we had a booth. We had the Podcasters Paradise and Journals, our Freedom and Mastery Journal co-booth, where I had some great people, Travis Chapel, um, Zach Hesterberg, um, and a few other people were helping out of the booth to make things happen. Berto was involved there as well where we were selling Freedom Journals, selling Mastery Journals, spreading the love about Podcasters Paradise, just having a lot of fun with all of those things. So we were definitely making the most of our booth there. And then we also had a podcast websites booth. So I was popping over there and seeing what was happening with the podcast websites booth. You know, long story short, Fire Nation, it was a great conference. Um, I had a blast. Kate had a blast. We were everywhere. We were doing all the things. Um, and uh, you know, maybe just the last thing I want to mention here, it was, it was a really cool kind of meeting of the minds. Now, what do I mean by that? That it was a meeting of the minds. Well, it was just great to see people in our industry of podcasting all come together from Rob Walsh of Libsyn, uh, to Gary Leland of Podcast Pickle, to just other people who have been inducted into the Podcasting Hall of Fame, just to all come together and to be a part of this and to see the new faces that have come. Like they had the people, they had people raise their hands at the keynote of whose first time it was. And there were so many first timers, which is so exciting to see the amount of people that are coming in. And, you know, to me, podcasting is on fire, is going to continue to be on fire for the foreseeable future. It's a very special medium. Um, and I guess I will end by saying that it was really special for me as well to um, have 
um, you know, kind of uh, people from different parts of my life are now getting involved in this world of entrepreneurship and even specifically podcasting. Like um, my best friend and college roommate, Ryan Kellogg, um, has launched a podcast and now has 50 episodes. And so he came to podcast movement and was just blown away by how amazing that community was. And to see him there in that environment, you know, my, again, college roommate, Army ROTC brother, my brother in arms, we, you know, we were both in the Army together, deployed to Iraq. Um, this is just, it was a cool kind of collision of the worlds to see him there. And then Kate, I mean, she had her sister, uh, Cara was there on the panel and was part of the workshop. Vanessa Merton, uh, the same thing. Her childhood friend was on the panel um, that Kate that Kate held, and also uh, was part of the workshop. And just to see that, you know, when we launched back in 2012, and all of our friends were kind of like, um, "What are you guys doing exactly?" And they were living uh, a very traditional life, like we had been just months before we launched Entrepreneur Fire. But to see them now starting to transition from that traditional lifestyle into entrepreneurship, and even into podcasting specifically, is just so exciting. And I'm glad that I can help them in that transition, just like I had so much help in my transition uh, from corporate America into the entrepreneurial podcasting world back in 2012. So find those mentors, Fire Nation, find those people that you look up to and absolutely make sure that they are currently where you want to be and learn from them. Invest in yourself with your time, with your energy, with your money, and make things happen to get to where you want to be. So, Kate, why don't you kind of wrap up podcast movement and, uh, you know, let us know what happened next because we had a pretty fun trip that followed that. Yeah, wow. There is so much amazing stuff happening at Podcast Movement. John, your talk with Pat and Amy was so great. That was such a cool trio to see you guys all on stage together um, was really cool. And you guys had some value bombs, of course, to drop. Um, I really enjoyed uh, presenting my new talk, quote unquote, new talk, um, where I kind of took my systems presentation and upgraded it to a more advanced presentation. John, thank you for helping me come up with the best title ever. It was the best title of the entire conference. It really was such a great title. Audience growth and meaningful monetization with podcasting systems. Who doesn't want to go to that talk? Well, I don't know because nobody didn't go to that talk because that was standing room only in the keynote room, Fire Nation. Oh my goodness. Fire Nation, I was so nervous. To be fair, it was the keynote room divided in half, but still, it was one, It was the biggest room um, of all the rooms at the conference. And when I got up on stage and saw standing room only, I like had the biggest pit in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I honestly think that that kind of makes me perform or present rather even better because I'm like, oh, wow, OK, there are a lot of people here to <laughs> to hear me talk. I better do a good job. Uh, but that was a lot of fun to do that new talk. It was kind of refreshing to upgrade it a bit to the point where I felt like I was talking to a more advanced, uh, advanced audience, which was cool for a change. But yeah, it was really cool to present that and uh, got some great feedback. So I was really happy about that. I really, really enjoyed uh, moderating a panel. This is my first time moderating a panel. Uh, so if you think about like the putting together the workshop, then putting together the panel was kind of like a mini version of that. Of course, the panel was 45 minutes. The workshop was eight hours. So it was a little bit different in terms of prep. But I had what I felt were three amazing people on stage with me. These podcasters could not have been more of a perfect fit for the topic, which was, uh, we called the the panel, cashing in on content, leveraging your niche audience. And these niche podcasters are certainly what you could actually consider a niche. Sometimes I think people think that they've niche, but they haven't really. These people have definitely niche. So we had uh, Josh Brown, who's host of Franchise Euphoria. He focuses only on people who, who own franchises. And he actually has a business called Indie Franchise Law. So he's in the Indiana area. And he has massively grown his business as a result of the podcast. So what we focus on really is how niching down can help you stand out. 
Because I think a lot of podcasters, especially when they're first starting, they're really scared to go narrow in their focus because they think that it's going to be excluding audience members. This is true of people in business in general. When you're starting a business, and this happened to me when I started Kate's Copy, I thought, oh, well, I don't I don't want to go too narrow because then I'm going to be missing out on all these potential customers or I'm not going to be able to grow my audience. But the focus of our panel was by niching down that's what helps you stand out. So Josh Brown, Indie Franchise Law, Franchise Euphoria podcast has definitely proven that. Vanessa Martin, who was also on in the workshop with us, she's the host of the Pregnancy Podcast. And Cara Lamarado, host of the Wedding Planning Podcast, who was also in the workshop with us. What's really interesting about Vanessa and Cara's audiences is that they have turnover. I mean, you're only pregnant for nine months and you only plan a wedding, hopefully, (laughs) for a a certain period of time. They had a lot of really great insights and, and points to share on that fact. And Vanessa has monetized her podcast through sponsorship revenue because she's talking to a very targeted audience. People who create pregnancy products, who have baby products are very interested in, you know, leveraging that connection that she has with her audience. And Kara, so excited for her. She has just launched a course on wedding planning. She calls it the Wedding Planning Video Vault. And this is to help newly engaged couples on every step of their journey to planning their wedding. And what she says is she'll she'll be your wedding planner without the price tag. So she basically gives you every step that a wedding planner would give you in terms of prepping your budget, finding your venue. And it was also so great to have Travis and Zach behind the booth with us. So yeah, podcast movement was such a win this year. So happy that we went and we got to follow it up with this amazing trip to Vancouver. So much fun with Jill and Josh Stanton. First off, Jill and Josh are two of our online besties, if you will. And Vancouver is quickly becoming one of my favorite cities. It's so beautiful there. And we were really happy to, you know, we were in LA, kind of made sense that we were all already all the way over there. Let's hop up to Vancouver, see Jill and Josh. So we hopped up there for three, four days, I guess three and a half days. We ended up arriving quite late because our flight was delayed like four hours from LAX, but definitely made the most of our Saturday, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. So yeah, it was four full days. Um, We started, Jill and Josh are huge walkers and luckily Vancouver is the best walking city maybe I've ever been to. It rivals San Francisco and New York for sure. So we did some amazing walks. We got to hop the ferry over to Granville Island and visit the public market, which was so cool. I love public markets and I miss them so much because there aren't a ton of those in Puerto Rico. So that was a really cool um, afternoon experience. Um, We also got to see Sunset Beach Park, where you and Josh were just rocking the Frisbee for a while. We went to Yale Town, Gastown. We got to hook up with some of our friends from Thinkific. So Jill and Josh hosted a great dinner at their place with a couple of people from the Thinkific team, which was cool. They're based in Vancouver, so that worked out nice. And we rented a boat one day, got to go out on the water, go into deep. I mean, these scenes were just so beautiful. And John, I think you'll agree, being someone who grew up on a lake and was on the water a lot, this was absolutely the best water day we ever could have hoped for, right? (laughs) It was pretty amazing. And to actually be able to take this hike into what's called Mount Garibaldi was a total of 18 Mm. kilometers, which um, for all you Americans is about 11 miles. It was a round trip, about 11 miler. But so you, you trek up um, and you get to this lake that's, you know, truly a glacier lake because you actually can see visually a glacier um, into going into the lake because it's, you know, it's, it's up the mountain all the way down and you can see how it's kind of uh, melting into this lake and how the water run off. And I actually went all the way up into my waist and it was absolutely freezing as you would expect with a glacial lake, but very refreshing as well. Um, and it was just an amazing hike. We got to go on um, such a blast. And then you mentioned that boat day, Kate, uh, where we got to actually jump into a power boat and we rented it for, I think it was like a total of five or six hours. And we just went through the Vancouver Bay, like up one of the, 
uh, tributaries that they have, like all the way to the very end, um, where there's this pretty cool waterfall that Josh and I hiked up, and uh, it was cool to see the waterfall this time of year was definitely coming down, but it was trickling compared to what it is in the springtime, which is when it's absolutely raging. And so you can see like what you've got a picture just because of all the rocks and how wide the chute is of this waterfall, what it would be like. And of course, like, like maybe about two to 3% of the waterfall was in action at that point, but a hundred percent would be quite the scene. So it would be nice to kind of go back during the springtime and just have a boat way off from that waterfall and see that kind of roaring down from the mountains. And just being able to hang out with Jill and Josh, we've done many couples trips with, which has always been fun. Usually we do it to a uh, tropical climate somewhere in Mexico, like Puerto Vallarta or Cabo or somewhere. But this time we went to their hometown to, to check it out. It was my first time ever spending any time in Vancouver. Uh, it was Kate's second time, so she had been up there before. But uh, it was definitely a cool experience for us. They were great hosts And uh, now we're looking forward to hosting them in Puerto Rico at some point. So uh, that'll be fun. But Kate, why don't you kind of close down our Vancouver side and then move into season seven of Kate's Take. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about this a little bit in uh, our biggest lessons learned this month. But um, it was it was pretty amazing to be on a trip like that post conference. Uh, It was totally relaxing at the same time. I felt like we were busy every single minute but busy with like exactly what we wanted to be doing. And it just kind of brought up this whole choose freedom tag that we love using, especially since the launch of the Freedom Journal that, you know, we all make choices in life. We all have the uh, power to decide to do things the way that we want to do them. And um, yeah, Vancouver was a great reminder of that. I mean, Monday afternoon, we're in a boat all day. Tuesday afternoon, we're hiking to Garibaldi. And uh, that was that was just a, a really great reminder. And oh, by the way, we're, you know, keeping up with emails and doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And our business is still running flawlessly while we're doing all of these things. And again, Fire Nation, that's the business that we've now been able to build and the teams and the systems and the automations over five years. So it is possible. It does take time. Uh, but you definitely can get there if you take the right step. So what are we talking about with a season seven case take? Let's just give the little quick preview, Kate, because I know you got some more coming later. Yeah, for sure. So season seven of Kate's Take launched in August, which was really exciting. I always get anxious about new seasons because I'm so excited to dive into season seven, though. It's all about how to go from idea to launch. And what's really cool about this season is I'm using audio clips and the help of our launch team from the Freedom Journal to bring me through, uh, to to bring us through this season. And so it's very different from any other season on Kate's Take and that it's not just me on the mic the whole time. I'm bringing in audio clips from Richie Norton, from Brandon T. Adams, from Tom Marquez, from Brandy Shea, from John Lee Dumas. And so it's been a it's been a very challenging season for me in terms of production. But I also think that the quality, the production of it, you know, it's at a, a different level than previous Kate's Takes seasons. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm just really excited about talking about how to go from idea to launch because this is such a huge project that we embark on when we have an idea and we decide that we're going to take it from idea to reality. But how do you do that? There's so many steps in between. So that's exactly what I'm breaking down in season seven. And if uh, anyone in Fire Nation wants to check it out, you can head over to eofire.com slash season and the number seven. That's where it's all going down. Booyah. Fire Nation, make sure you subscribe to Kate's Take. It is not going to overwhelm your feed. She only does a few episodes um, you know, every month or so, so it's not like it's a daily show like Entrepreneurs on Fire, so you can definitely take in the content at a reasonable pace, and it is killer content. That is Kate's Take, and Season 7 has now debuted. So let's now dive into our August 2017 income breakdown. I gave you a little 
snapshot at the beginning of this episode, but now we're going to get into the specifics. The product and service income that we generated in August was $142,000. Let's talk about our journal sales first, both the Freedom Journal and the Mastery Journal. We did 899 journals for a total of $36,651 in sales. So journal sales remain incredibly strong. Uh, We've been between 30 and 40,000 ever since um, we launched the journals, which is just insane how consistent these are because we have so many people that come back for their second, third, fourth. We have people on their sixth journal at this point. It's absolutely incredible. And if you're listening and you didn't buy a journal during the month of August, you are the reason we didn't get to 900 journal sales and we're stuck at 899. So shame on you, (laughs) Fire Nation. Totally kidding. But um, one thing I do want to mention is we do run a special for podcast listeners only. I don't mention this anywhere else. But if you're listening to this and you either want to visit thefreedomjournal.com or themasteryjournal.com to scoop up your journal, um, use promo code PODCAST and you get a special discount because you are a podcast listener of ours and uh, really just incredible for doing that. So um, get us to 900 in September, Fire Nation. So the Freedom Journal actually did $20,000 total and the Mastery Journal did $16,000. So for the second straight month, the Freedom Journal beat the Mastery Journal. Um, It was closer this month than it was last month. Uh, So the Mastery Journal came on strong there, Uh, but still great numbers for both. Podcasters Paradise did $31,000 in total revenue. Um, Our podcast sponsorship income was $69,500. So massive number for podcast sponsorship, which is very steady month to month as well. Um, Podcast websites, um, my little owner's share of that was $5,000. That's the salary we're currently paying ourselves out at, myself and Mark. So that was uh, 5K again. Um, and my little book, Podcast Launch, that audio book that I launched back in 2013 brought in $208. So thank you for that uh, uh, podcast launch. And of course, we have now five free courses that are a reason that we make all of this revenue. We have free podcast course. We have a free webinar course. We have a free goals course. We have a funnel course called Funnel on Fire and a brand new course that Kate has created called Kickstarter on Fire about crowdfunding. So you definitely want to make sure you check out those free courses. Affiliate revenue was $94,000. Some of our biggest ones were ClickFunnels. We did $30,000 in ClickFunnels, which is strong. Um, We did $15,000 in uh, a mentorship because for the first time now in over three years, Um, I've actually taken on a high-level podcast consultancy position um, with one individual. Um, It's 15K a month. Can't disclose the individual's name because uh, that is private, but I have waded back into the one-on-one. So um, if you are interested in that kind of level, reach out to me. I'm only doing um, a couple of these, um, you know, for the rest of 2017 into 2018, and they are long-term commitments, but they are something that I am experimenting with, and um, we'll know by probably middle of 2018 if there's something I'm going to continue. Uh, create awesome online courses. We did uh, $3,600. Um, zero to launch with Ramit Sethi did $877. Let's see what else we did that was big. Oh, this is pretty exciting. Um, we launched Podcast Guest Mastery uh, with Richie Norton. Myself and Richie Norton partnered up, the two of us, and created, we created a course called Podcast Guest Mastery. And we launched that course. It's all about being a guest on other people's podcasts. So for those people that you know are looking to be guests on other people's shows because they don't want to create their own podcast, or even if you have a podcast and you just want to be a guest on other shows more often to spread your message and your mission and your voice, um, it's a, an incredible tactic. Richie Norton's a shining example. He does not have a podcast. He never has. Um, but he's able to trace over a million dollars in sales directly from his Entrepreneur on Fire um, guest spot. And he does this as an incredible case study, over a million dollars in sales. And by the way, and that's growing at significant rates as people continue to listen to that podcast and take action on his incredible um, company called Product. So seven figures from his Entrepreneurs on Fire guest appearance. And we talk about how to get on shows like Entrepreneurs on Fire and the other big podcasts that are out there that can really make a huge game-changing difference. And we actually did a, a one webinar 
a single webinar and we sold $60,000 worth of spots uh, for that because we had a VIP group and then we just had a standard group. Um, so we did over $60,000 on that launch, of which 20649 was my share of the revenue after all expenses were taken out and Facebook ads, et cetera. Um, so I got a, uh, a check uh, for $20,649 from Richie. Um, I got my Ask affiliate from Ryan Levesque for $15,000. So I was an affiliate for his course, uh, Ask, which was a great experience. Um, so that's, as you can see, all adds up to $94,000. Of course, I have a lot of other uh, things, both big and small, that add up to that $94,000. And everything you can check out by going to eofire.com slash income and just clicking on whichever month you want to check out. This one happens to be the month of August. So you click on that and you can see all of the revenue every single dollar down, even in some cases to the penny. Um, and then of course, just like we show you all the revenue, we show you all the expenses. And we had over 69, sorry, $67,669 in total expenses um, for the month of August. So, you know, running a business ain't free, Fire Nation. It costs money. And you can see exactly what we spend our money on at eofire.com slash income. So the total net profit, $169,000. We're not complaining. Uh, We are not crying poor down here. And we are definitely excited about what the future is going to bring. And Kate, you aren't no super woe man, which Fire Nation is the lead in to Kate's biggest lesson learned. Before I dive into that, I just want to circle back to what we were talking about on the tail end of Vancouver about um, the freedom that we've created through the business. And absolutely good point. Of course, while we were in Vancouver, there were hours every day that we were still working, that we were still connected to the business. But of course, with the beautiful systems that we've set up, a lot of that is either being run by our team or it's being run automatically, which is the amazing world of funnels and and all of that great stuff. Um, But I want to go back to this quote that still sticks with me so much to this day. Franz from Pencils of Promise said this in the room in Guatemala when we were on our pop field trip. He said, your life is a series of choices that you make, the consequences of which will tell the story of your life. I feel like that's such a powerful message and Vancouver just really uh, brought that back up in my mind. Um, Us being out again on a boat on a Monday, hiking on a Tuesday, doing all these incredible things on our own time. We were doing what we wanted, where we wanted, with who we wanted. And that is my definition of freedom. So Fire Nation, remember your life is a series of choices that you make, the consequences of which will tell the story of your life. Thank you for that, Franz. And yes, my biggest lesson learned, you aren't superwoman, but I put man in quotes because if you're a man, you're not Superman. <laughs> but <laughs> um So this lesson kind of came up after our travels in August. We came back to Puerto Rico. Both you and I were absolutely spent, John. Um, We were at Podcast Movement, which was a ton of work. And we we did the workshop. We were speaking on stage. We were running the sponsorship booth. And that's not even to mention all the time leading up to preparing for it and everything. I think a lot of the times when we take these trips or we go to these events, we're like, yes, that event was crazy in and of itself. But then we kind of forget about every all the work and all the energy and everything that went into preparing for it. So, I mean, that's absolutely to consider, too. So not to mention all the parties and the meetups and the dozens upon dozens of conversations that you're having throughout the day. I'm a major introvert. That stuff exhausts me. I love it so much. And when I'm in the moment and in the situation, I love, love, love. I don't want to be anywhere else but in a room with all those people, like for instance, that podcast movement, but it's just very exhausting. And so I think that sometimes we don't realize the toll that that's taking on us. And and unfortunately, we don't realize it until it's too late because we have this adrenaline and we're super excited to be where we are. But even though we had a very relaxing trip in Vancouver, of course, with all the things, but at the same time, very relaxing, um, I feel like it took us probably about 
four, like maybe four days to recover from our travels. What do you think, John? Yeah, I say at least four. I mean, I remember there was that one morning we woke up and it was noon and we were like, what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think you and I have ever done that, like ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it just got me thinking like our bodies and our minds, they're not made to always be on. If that were the case, like our bodies wouldn't require sleep or we wouldn't require food or we wouldn't require all the things that we were, we require. Um, they're meant to rest and in order to perform at our best consistently to do the things that we want to do, to spend that time with our family, to be there mentally and physically in certain situations, we just have to remember to give ourselves that time. Um, so, you know, it's nice to think that we're all superwoman or superman, but it's okay to admit that we're not and that we need to give ourselves a break. So don't forget when you're pushing yourself for a launch or when you're pushing yourself for a new business idea or, you know, a new partnership or an event or a vacation, whatever it might be, just, um, remember to take some time out, take care of yourself, feed your body the right foods drink lots of water, do all the good things for yourself, get good sleep so that you uh, don't run into that burnout. Burnout is real, Fire Nation. It happens all the time to entrepreneurs. Don't be another casualty. Know that sleep has to be a priority. The right nutrition has to be a priority. Exercise has to be a priority. Meditation, journaling. I mean, these are things that I'm doing as well. I mean, they're not not everything can be a priority. I get a fire nation, but hopefully you can work a lot of these good practices into your routines, into your days, and of course, then into your lives. So Kate rocked the mic again, uh, MVP of Podcast Movement 2017. We're looking forward to Podcast Movement 2018. It's going to be in Philadelphia. So Fire Nation, start blocking it off. I believe it's in July um, of 2018. Make sure you don't plan any crazy trips if Podcast Movement is of interest because that's going to be another great conference that Kate and I will be at. We're both thankful that it's on the East Coast because now we think that the East Coast is the best coast because that's where Puerto Rico is. So hope you guys enjoyed this income report of August. We had a blast in the month of August. And I'll tell you, September's kind of a, a deep breath month for us. You know, Kate's spending a couple of weeks in San Diego with family. I'm kind of hunkered down here in Puerto Rico. And then October gets crazy. We're going to New Zealand. We're going to Australia. We're going to London. Um, I'm, I'm the keynote for We Are Podcast in uh, Australia in early November. And then I'm the keynote uh, for Chris Ducker's event, Youpreneur, um, in middle of November in London. Kate's speaking as well. It's going to be an absolutely great time that we are just running around in circles all over the globe. So definitely make sure you're following us on Instagram. Make sure that you're following us on social media, specifically Facebook, because I will be updating all the stuff from all the places. And I will say that this income report has a ton of amazing amazing photos. Kate took some incredible photos of our trip to Vancouver, of Podcast Movement and everything in between. So get over to eofire.com slash income. Check out this month's income report uh, because again, we dropped some value bombs that you don't even get to hear on this podcast because it's all in this incredibly long post that Kate has labored on and it looks great. It reads great. It is great. Um, and of course, as always, just, you know, make sure that you're doing what you need to be doing in life to get to that next level. We're here for you. Get us to 900 journals this coming month of September, um, by using promo code podcast for either the freedom or mastery journal and fire nation will catch you on the flip side.